What do you what do you keep apologizing for? I just feel like people will like me if I apologize all the time. No. I I've, no. I've, I've heard that neediness is a likable quality in people. Needed I hear neediness is very attractive in people. Yeah. Okay. I'm Let's ready. get this started, baby. Okay. Okay. Ready? Oh yeah, I'm all good. Okay. <sighs> hello loyal patreon listeners happy holidays thank you mr lane you hear that i hear nothing can you hear that you don't hear that My no what do you hear? what i got I an nothing. app so i tried to i tried to see if i had christmas bells um to come on to this patreon exclusive old lucy level or higher um exclusive episode for all of our exclusive patriot uh patrons um but i didn't i have christmas stuff and i didn't have bells out oh wait a minute i can make bell sounds let me see if uh connecting to this bluetooth will make the bells work here you hear that oh well oh well well, let's get past that then. Uh, that bit didn't work, but hey, that's just a little inside look at uh, how do we do bits here on this was a thing. The it's, not podcast. it's not working, but we're still going to go with it. Oh, yeah, we're going with it. Well, listeners, you know, uh, just just in case you didn't know, I'm guessing you do know if you're a, an old Le- Lucy level or higher uh, exclusive uh, patron. I'm Ray Hebel, and I'm, I'm here. Schneider. My- I'm here with my favorite ho ho ho, Robert W. Schneider. Thank you. Um, and it, it's I was doing some, you know, it's it's the holiday season, you know, which means there are plenty of treats to be eaten. And, you know, obviously with those treats, I I need to sit and digest those treats. And one of the things that I found that, that I like to do when I do that is I like to read. Oh. Uh, you know, keeps me honest, you know, keeps me. And well, color me surprised, color me in red, green, and white, when I found that there's something called Reader's Digest. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's a whole magazine that's there for me to read when I'm digesting these holiday treats. And well, when I was doing it, I found an article that's Mm. called, Here's the Surprising History Between let me say that again. I'm sorry. Woo. It's all that snickerdoodle. <laughs> Here's the surprising history behind your favorite Christmas carols by Alyssa Rowland. Now, I thought this by was Alyssa so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw this and I thought it was interesting. And I thought this actually might be a perfect thing for me to finally cosplay as one of my favorite people. In the this was a thing universe. Right, I'm going to so be cosplaying you? and and going into the mind of Mark Schroeder because I created a game for you, Mr. Robert W. Schneider. Based on this article, here's the surprising history behind your favorite Christmas carols by Alyssa Rowland. Now, Robert W. Schneider, are you ready to play a game? 
yeah, but I'm Jewish. Like, is this going to be okay? <sighs> what are you going to do? So what is, is it songs or is it like, what do I have Happy to do? Happy holidays. No. Oh, okay. God. Well, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a clue. Okay. And then based on that, you're going to just see if you can figure that, figure it out from that clue. Okay. I'm ready. And then I'm going to give you even more backstory. Now, mind you, this is all researched and cited by Reader's Digest by Alyssa Rowland. By you know, Rabbi Alyssa Rowland. <laughs> by um, Imam Alyssa Rowland. But uh, I, I got to say, I for now, you know, I'm, I might make some as we go, but there's only one rule for this game. Okay. Please. Let the presenter finish the question slash example before giving your answer. Please, just just hold on. That's I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Anyway, listeners, that's the kind of stuff that probably goes on behind the scenes before the cameras are up on Jeopardy. So just want to let you know that's just a little insider look at the entertainment biz. All righty, here we go. Robert W. Schneider, are you ready? I am ready, Raymond Michael Hebel. In 1939, with the Great Depression starting to fade and World War II lurking, Christmas cheer was in short supply. Montgomery Ward Department Store headquarters took it upon themselves to get children and families into the holiday spirit by creating a free book for kids. Adman Robert May came up with this figure as the main character. Okay, and there's no, there's no, that, that, that's the question, right? That's the question. Okay, great. And there's no like visual or audio that goes, okay, cool. Um, so it's a character that was created in 19, what, 39? 1939, with the Great Depression starting and World War II lurking. There's, two, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's two that I'm thinking of. Uh, 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 Let's talk it through. Let's talk it through. Let the let the, let the listeners inside of that noggin. The only two I'm trying to think of like two characters that would would seem some more recent. It's not Chris Kringle because he's been around for years. Um, the chips either, guy. It's either going to be Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or it's going to be Frosty the Snowman. That's those are the two that I'm going between right now. My gut is telling me. That's gonna be Rudolph, and I feel like Frosty is gonna come later on with like the Rankin Bass shit. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say, it. "Oh, it's Rudolph!" It's Rudolph! Congratulations! Oh my God, I got according, one. According to History.com. As he peered out at the thick fog that had drifted off Lake Michigan, May came up with the idea of a misfit reindeer ostracized because of his luminescent nose, who used his physical abnormality to guide Santa's sleigh and save Christmas. Now, I mean, this, this just really shows you where people's mindset was in 1939. <laughs> You know he had a drunk uncle that had that thing where they the nose gets deteriorated because they drink so much. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. his name was Rudolph. His name was Uncle Rudolph. Okay, cool. So I did I, it. I was only able to go down to my basement <laughs> with my uncle because of his light on his nose. Yeah, wait, sit sit next to me. Sit next to the furnace, Cole. Let me tell you why your aunt's a bitch. 
<laughs> the ad man was a limerick writer, the guy who wrote Rudolph. Ooh, like the girlfriend. And he brainstormed different names that began with the letter R, like Reginald and no. Rodney, which no. I would have loved. Rodney the Red Nose Reindeer. That would have been, I would have loved to sing that. Actually, but luckily, Rudolph stuck because singing Rollo the Red Nose Reindeer, another of his tries, just it wouldn't be the same. The book at uh, Montgomery Ward was a huge success, and they signed over the copyright in May 1947. Uh, two years later, May's brother in law, Johnny Marks, who was a songwriter, yeah. put Rudolph's story to music. Uh, and the rest is history. Now, History.com notes that Bing Crosby was given the first crack to sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But then Gene Autry recorded the song after Crosby turned it down. Uh, but it sold two million copies. And the song is still one of the best of all time. Yes. Best selling. Thank you. All right. Of course. No, thank, thank you for uh, thank you for your work on the, that song. My pleasure. <sighs> Question two. Yes. This song has been named the most popular piece of Christmas music in the United States every year between 2009 and 2012. And again in 2015 by the American Society of Composers. Now, that's pretty impressive considering Christmas isn't even mentioned in the lyrics. What? Yeah. According to the foundation of the songwriter... He didn't set Leroy didn't set out to write a Christmas piece when he wrote oh. this song. His intentions were to convey the entire winter season through the imagery of a blank, much, uh, much in the way that Mozart did with his piece of the same name, shared with the composer's widow Eleanor Anderson. The composer's Leroy Anderson. And, oh God, the sleigh bells, right? Oh, close. You got one of the words. Jingle bell? Not jingle bells. No, you got the first oh, word. Slay was right. Slay right together with you. Oh, right. there. It's called Slay Ride. Yeah, it's yeah, Leroy Anderson. Okay, you, okay, you ready? I'm going to play it. Can you sing it for me? Huh? Can you sing it for me? Just hear those sleigh bells ringling, ting, 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 Come on, it's lovely oh, weather for Ray Evil with you. with you. Okay. Leroy Anderson, yes. Christmas in July, anyone? The inspiration for this song didn't even occur during the winter. It was during a July heat wave and drought while Leroy was working out in the yard of his summer home in Connecticut. <laughs> Uh, now that the idea came to him, then uh, the song premiered on May fourth, nineteen forty-eight, and, and it, by the Boston Pops Orchestra. So that's pretty fun. My, oh my god! The, the... It's so fucking hot, my balls! Oh my god! Hey, balls, bells, sleigh bells. <laughs> okay, are you ready for question number three? I am. Songwriter. I feel like you know songwriters too well for me to do this. Mm -hmm. Songwriter Hugh Martin mm -hmm. was fooling around with a little melody back in 1944, but it wasn't working. So he, quote, so he played with it for two or three days, and then he threw it in the wastebasket. His songwriting partner, Blaine, told NPR in 1989. Blaine made him get it out of the trash. Martin was writing a song for the next Judy Garland picture, Meet Me In, 
Saint Louis. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a Raymond Michael Hebel. Right? Was that it? Yes, sir. You're correct. Yes. Now, okay. it's a, according to Reader's Digest, and it's a good thing the song ended up have uh, up being Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Martin was writing the song for the film, Meet Me in St. Louis, one of the top 20 Christmas movies of all time, which, I mean, I didn't realize it was a Christmas movie, What didn't make uh, onto my bracket. So sorry oh, for yeah, fans of Meet Me in St. Louis. Christmas. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, well. Uh, now, uh, supposedly the song was a bit too melancholy for Judy Garland's character in the movie, so Martin and Blaine rewrote the lyrics to be cheerier. Now, the film's producers said it's a sad scene, but we want a sort of upbeat song, which will make it even sadder if she's smiling through her tears, mm -hmm. Martin said. Then we wrote the one you know in the movie. The song was a hit and has been remade by many artists from Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra to Twisted Sister to Tori Amos. Do you know what the original lyrics were? What? Um, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yes, the test results are not benign. And it was it was it was her getting it was her talking to an oncologist. <laughs> they changed it though because it was a little too dark. Question number four. <laughs> Ready. The songwriter Jane. I, I, like I said, you know songwriters. Mm -mm. The songwriter James Lord Pierpont of Medford, Massachusetts. He didn't plan it as a holiday tune. He wrote it on Thanksgiving in 1850 for the children in his father's Sunday school class. Now, according to AmericanMusicPreservation.com. Now, but the song proved to be so popular, they sang it again at Christmas, and the rest is history. What we know as blank, blank, began life as the one-horse open sleigh. While the fields we go, dashing over, bells on cocktail ring, making spirits ring. When it is, is it? it sings, oh, Jingle Bells? Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, hello, my name's Ray. Jingle Bells were added to the title in 1859. Uh, the 1943 version of, uh, by Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters, oh, we got to do an episode on the Andrews Sisters, is still most popular today. Now, uh, this is a fun fact. Jane, and I, you know, that's the thing is, I, once I saw this, I was like, Reader's Digest knows their audience, me. Fun fact, James Pierpont was a nephew of... John Pierpont Morgan, the famous wealthy New York financier and founder of the Pierpont Morgan Library. Okay, question five. According to PerformingSongwriter.com, another song written in the heat of July was blank, 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 a.k.a. blank, blank, blank. You might get this. It was songwriter Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog. Isn't that his nickname? Yeah. Who spotted the potential in the lyrics sitting on his piano at the so at the at his songwriter partner Bob Wells? It's so damn hot today. I thought I'd 
right? Something to cool myself off, Wells explained. All I could think of was Christmas and cold weather. Gourmet banged out a melody. Ooh, and he does that, that velvet thong. Uh, and the rest is history. Per his autobiography, he wrote, Improbable though it may sound, blank was completed about 45 minutes later. Oh, my God. So it goes by two titles, right? Yeah. Is, Here's is the- another hint. History was made when Nat King Cole became the first black American to record a holiday standard using this song. Uh, Chestnuts chestnuts roasting on an open fire. On an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Very good Christmas song. Yeah, the Chris. I know. I know. It says the Christmas. So it's been said many times. Anyways, Merry Christmas to you. What's the What's the full title? Yeah, well, it's, you can AK. It's the Christmas song, aka Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Oh, oh, oh! I see. Oh, I didn't know that part. I just always know when it's the Christmas. Yeah, yeah, song. yeah. Yeah, but that yeah, the, some people reference it as Chestnuts Roasting. Yeah. You want to hear an actual interesting Nat King Cole story? This is true. There's no joke coming. That he was such a popular singer in the '50s, he got his own television show, and everyone was so excited to tune in and watch it. And when they saw him for the first time. Like half the television sets in America were shut off. They didn't know he was black. They thought he yeah, was I a white, they thought he was a white singer. And a bunch of people like went living and they were like, he doesn't sound black. So also, fun fact, the Nat King Cole stamp came out in 1994. Oh. So do you know the sing- do you know the singer Natalie Cole? Yes. That's his daughter. One of my favorite. SNL sketches is from the 90s and Natalie Cole set, released an album where she sang and it was duets with her father but it, she had, he had passed so they edited it together to make it sound like they were singing together and it was Natalie Cole sings with other dead singers and so the other I the think I remember that was sort of rotated in um and I think the, the best like, was, I remember oh, go, ahead. go ahead the best was Tammy, oh, no no go ahead the best was Tammy Wynette and uh, she kept singing, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> like, they had killed her off of the sketch. It's very funny. I remember when that album came out and, like, having the realization of, like, wait. So she just edited herself to sing with her dad? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, it's cool. But I feel like it was just, an, as a kid, it was just a concept that my brain was like, huh. I think the music industry's brain was also like, huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Nat King Cole sang, uh, he recorded two versions. Now, in 1946, the first pressing, he added a superfluous S to the last line to see if reindeers really know how to fly. Now, a stickler for perfection, Cole recorded the song again, uh, taking care of to sing Reindeer. And now the first pressing is a collector's item. So. Oh, cool. Now, question number six. In 1950, Walter Jack Rollins and Steve Nelson wrote the song Blank, Blank, Blank for Gene Autry, who had a hit with the year before with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So they thought, yeah, they, Gene Autry enjoyed having a song about this character. Well, then, boy... So Frosty the snowman? the snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Very Frosty good! How, fro- however, Frosty was more of a wintertime song 
than a holiday tune. Yeah. They say. In fact, it wasn't until 1969 that Christmas was incorporated into the song's lyrics for a TV special. Now, according to CBR.com, the original lyrics were, but he waved goodbye saying, don't you cry. I'll be back again someday. They were changed for the animated uh, show to be sung. He waved goodbye saying, don't you cry. I'll be back on Christmas Day. I had no idea. Question number seven. Okay. No one knows for sure who wrote this popular Christmas carol, once titled Carol of the Blank. Due, the ref- due to the refrain, blank, 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 blank. Carol of the Bells, right? Oh, close. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, say the question. The original title was called Carol of the Drums. Are you talking uh, drummer boy thing? Very good. It was originally called Carol of the Drums. Now, credit has been attributed to famous American classical music composer and teacher Catherine K. Davis, who may have based the song in an old Czech carol. Uh, huh? though, the, uh, though the recording artists uh, also get credit. And the daughter of composer, composer Jack Halloran claims that her father was the originator of the version we all know and love. While we may never know what the true source of this song is, well, you can bet you'll have the refrain stuck in your head for the duration of the season. Somebody's going to repeat that one more time for you folks. Blank, 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 blank. Catherine Davis, yeah, she was not only a songwriter, she was actually one of the first um, Olympians to represent the United States uh, in the 1930s. And her uh, her area of expertise was um, tumbling and gymnastics. You really should have seen that check bounce. <laughs> I knew in the first couple seconds that it was a setup, and I was like, okay, I'll see where this is going. Like, I had a feeling it was a setup. But then when you said that you it was, you had when you dropped it was Olympic knowledge, I was like, oh, it's a joke. I want to see where this is going because I know Rob does not know Olympic history unless it happened during like World War Two. I will say I'm, I think I'm doing pretty good. I think I got them all correct so far. You have gotten them all correct. Question eight down to the last three Oof. dates back to the 16th century, but no one knows who actually wrote it. It truly embodies the caroling spirit according to christmascarnivals.com it epitomizes the traditions of showering gifts house to house and singing christmas songs as they want it's a song you want me to give you the song yeah i think it's deck the halls Mm-mm. oh it's not oh um um oh um hold on hold on hold on hold on, hold on. here you want I'll, I'll sing it i'll sing it with my no, hand Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Let's take the halls. Oh. Then no, I don't know what this. I'm sorry. Give, uh, give me a clue. Hello, my name's Raymond Teeble. Hello, oh, my name's Raymond Teeble. Hello, my name's Raymond Teeble. Hello, my name's Ray. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas.
We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Reader's Digest says, although figgy pudding may have fallen out of fashion, the carol, we wish you a Merry Christmas, is still going strong. Robert, have you ever had figgy pudding? I have not. Have you ever had figgy Newtons? I have. <laughs> I have figgy Newtons. Figgy Newtons, not a sponsor. Um, okay. Not in business anymore. Nor are they not in business. Now, the la- I gave you a couple composer names um, before to help you. But I feel like if I give you this composer name, it's you're going to be like, ah, I know what that one is. I will wait. I will wait. Composer blank blank didn't write blank blank full of Christmas cheer. You see, he usually spent the day visiting the grave of his three-week-old son who died on Christmas in 1928, which helps explain the melancholy feel of this sad Christmas song. When Bing Crosby made the song famous... On a broadcast in 1941, so mere 18 days after the attack on Pearl Harbor. You want me to tell you who the composer is or what the song is? Well, what the song is. The song is White Christmas and the composer is very good. Dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the one Yeah, see, okay, because I knew right away if I said composer Irving Berlin, I knew you would get that one. Yeah. Does he have another Christmas song? Is that he the only does. One? He does. Um, oh, God. And people are yelling, I'm sure, at, at me right now. He does. But there's a second one. Don't yell I mean, at Rob. It's the, it's the holidays. No, you know what's interesting about him is he he lived, a, he lived a long life. I think he was 101 when he died. But he was Jewish, and he wrote so many – like Easter Parade is one of his. Um, mm. uh, 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 White Christmas is one of his. There's another uh, God Bless America is one of his. There's another big Christmas one of his, and it's going to drive me crazy. But yeah, Irving Berlin was one of the most patriotic men ever. Berlin wrote the uh, song when Crosby traveled overseas to perform for troops. Uh, The song was the most requested. Um, Quote, I hesitated about doing it because invariably it caused such a nostalgic yearning among the men that it made them sad, he said in an interview. Heaven knows I didn't come far, come come that far to make them sad. For this reason, several times I tried to cut it out of the show, but these guys just hollered for it. I was going to say, I don't find that to be the most sad Christmas song. You know which one I find to be the saddest Christmas song? I'll be home what? for Christmas. Oh, Mine, I think, is the, one of the saddest is Dominic the Donkey. I don't know that one, and uh, maybe you can sing it to me later. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the Donkey. Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. Final question i'm ready as reuters tells it songwriter randy brooks and his band had car trouble in lake tahoe and got stranded might have been near the calneva lodge lake tahoe calneva lodge not a sponsor they ended up being invited on stage at a local club to join headliners elmo and patsy Shropshire, which I had never heard of Elmo and Patsy. Oh, oh, really? me surprised when it wasn't wasn't Elmo. <laughs> Brooks Brooks played his novelty song and Elmo and Patsy liked it so much that they asked if they could cut it as a single. 
I mean, they had their scissors ready. <laughs> the rest is history. Brooks never had any other big hits, but this family member's demise has been on the air every Christmas since. You are, it's Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Grandma got run over by a reindeer, folks! Some Christmas songs aren't quite in the spirit of the holiday, and Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is definitely one of them. But while it's not the best caroling choice, it's certainly been a fan favorite since 1979 when it was recorded by Elmo and Patsy. Wow. So wait, I got 9 out of 10. You got 9 out of 10. Very good. Oh, oh my God. I feel I feel pretty pretty proud of myself. Um, there, I'm, I'm, there's a couple of songs that did not get on there that I was kind of surprised about. Well, here's the thing. I It's because... I just used one Reader's Digest list. Trust me, there was other ones, and I was like, this is just the easiest. Because I'm thinking, I mean, I'll figure out, hone it in a little bit better, but this could be like an annual thing. I can quiz you on, like, Christmas Carol songs for Patreon. This is great. I this Yeah, no, this is fantastic. Oh, my God, I'm actually kind of impressed that I got 9 out of 10. I didn't think I was going to get any of these. Anyway, folks, happy holidays. Oh, happy holidays. Have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful Kwanzaa, wonderful Hanukkah. And I want to say this, too. Uh, I have to say, I there's a new Christmas song. This isn't a bit. There's a new Christmas song. There's not, like, a lot of times where there's a new Christmas song I find that's, like, a recent one that I enjoy. But there's this band that I really like, Wolfpack. Uh, they, uh, and, uh, and there's a song called Christmas in L.A. that's very good. It's upbeat. It's fun. Um, and it's just worth adding to a Christmas playlist, folks. Christmas in L.A. I It's always a fun, different thing uh, that, you know, to add to the playlist for every year because, you know, I like Christmas music, but it's always fun to have a new good one thrown in. And I can't think of a good one that I've liked that's new since Miss Mariah Carey, Queen of Christmas. And for my Jewish friends. Oh, I don't want Hello, exclusive old Lucy level patrons. I imagine old Lucy going, Oh, I'm wearing the Santa Claus hat. <laughs> Happy holidays. Do you remember the episode? It was a Christmas episode of I Love Lucy where they all decide they're going to dress like Santa to surprise little Ricky. Oh, yeah. That's when he gets a, he gets a drum set. Uh, yeah. Wait. 
maybe. All I remember is on this one, like, at the end of the show, there's five Santas in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because that was on a, a tape of, like, growing up, my dad had, like, a bunch of random, like, Christmas specials that were on, like, throughout the years, like, taped on a tape. So that was one of, like, the Christmas specials that was on after, like, the random Muppet Christmas uh, special from, like, 82. I love I Love Lucy. Oh, yeah. I feel like I need to watch more I Love Lucy now. It's like an adult who has opinions. Oh, God, here it comes again. Look, I'm just saying. Oh, no. Look. Let it out, Ray. Now I sound like old Lucy. Well, anyway. Nancy Reagan's a good person. <laughs> Have you ever seen that on the Joan Rivers show? No. No? So, folks, you can go back to an old episode. I don't mean to hijack this, Ray. No, I apologize. Complete. I just want to tell a story. There's an episode of the Joan Rivers show where Lucille Ball uh, goes on and, is, and and she's and she's a guest, but the guest before Lucille Ball is Nancy Reagan, and all Lucy wants to do is just talk about how great Nancy Reagan is, <laughs> and then she talks about how nobody likes her show, Life with Lucy, which was a former episode. <laughs> but my favorite part of this is after uh, Lucille Ball's segment, Michelle Lee comes out. Ray just got up and left in the middle of the story. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. Do you want to hear the story about Michelle Lee from Knott's Landing yeah, or what? Or my eyes are going to start getting dry. So anyway, so Michelle Lee's out there. And she's sitting next to Lucille Ball, and she's telling a very boring story about like Michelle Lee going to the White House and Michelle Lee like taking a napkin from like the White House, and she's going on and on. And Lucy is literally fixing with playing with her blouse, looking down, and full voice without missing a beat goes, "Hurry it up, kid! You're losing them." <laughs> I was like, this woman, first of all, listen, if you're a producer out there, and I don't know if any producers listen to us besides Mr. Spielberg, but listen, one of the things that really drives me up the fucking wall is every Lucille Ball biopic is about Lucy and Desi. Let me tell you something. It ain't that interesting. Sorry. They meet. They fall in love. He fucks around. She leaves him. That's it. To me, what's interesting is, is Lucy in the latter part of her life when she had to become her own boss, when he wasn't around to make all the decisions artistically the way he used to. So wait, this started with talking about a Lucy episode when they were wearing Santa Claus outfits. Yeah, Merry And now Christmas. you're going into why there should be a later life Lucy yes! biopic. All right, let's get into what this Patreon first of all, exclusive first of all, episode is. First of all. Rob, you said you, you were, I don't think you were can sorry your question? about hijacking. Can I ask you a question? No. Just really quick, just a quick question. What? If I were to give you a book on the life of George Washington, what kind of book is that called? The genre. A, a, a biography. Amazing. Okay, cool. A biography. Okay, cool. Now, uh, uh, this just so you let's guys imagine, know, this is a Christmas bracket. Let's this is imagine a that there's movie bl- bracket has nothing to do. There's with a movie Lucy. now. I shouldn't even. Have said, why did I even say old Lucy? There's level. a movie I don't, about well, George Washington. Hold I don't on. Care. I Hold, don't care. It's very simple. If oh, there's a movie God. about George Washington, what is it called? A fucking Christmas classics bracket, which is what we have the audience here today. It's called a bi- bi- biopic. 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 It's a biopic, not a biopic. A biopic is what I had to go look get the. I have something on my shoulder that I needed to get looked at. That was a biopic. Did they fix it? Well, it's the biopic still waiting. (laughs) The biopic is not good, but the biopic is fabulous. (laughs) Eddie Redmayne plays Ray's mole. (laughs) With the accent, but we can deal with it. (laughs) 
<laughs> wasn't didn't he also play the transgender person in the movie? Yeah, the Danish girl or something like and that. And then wasn't he Stephen Hawking? Yeah. This guy, how's he not getting canceled? And, <laughs> this, and this he guy's, was Marius. <laughs> that's any Redmayne, you got balls. <laughs> yeah. How this man has not been canceled. Do you think you know what's weird is that he, he has uh, he has brown hair, but he has that last name. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, but you haven't seen down below. I was gonna say, yeah. He's got balls and there's a red mane. And there's a red mane, my friends. Looks like Danny Bonaducci took a shit. <laughs> God. Looking like somebody left Howdy Duty out in the sun too long. Speaking of Howdy Duty, his hair was red, and red and green are Christmas colors. And folks, we have a Christmas bracket for you today. Oh wow! Yeah, and so uh, I'm I, I did all the research and I gave it to Ray. So Ray, uh, tell everyone what I found. Well, luckily Rob <laughs> was able to put together 32 classic did Christmas really? movies. Yeah, 32. Wow. I'm good. Yeah, very good. And uh, <laughs> luckily in this bracket, uh, they're not actually ranked. And I uh, Rob uh, Rob did all this. He uh, mm-hmm. shuffled everything. So right now, <laughs> number one movie on here is Four Christmases. So I'm not saying that's the best movie of all time, best Christmas movie of all time. But it's just it, these are Christmas movies. Let- now, mind you, there's no sequels. So there's not going to be any Christmas Vacation 2, Eddie's Last Hurrah. There's not going to be Home Alone 2. There are t- a couple different takes on classic stories like Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. There's a couple different representations okay. on here. Um, and then there's some movies that people go, well, that's not Christmas. But then there's a lot of people that'll argue it. I just put it on here because some people say it's Christmas. Easter parade. It's ironic. (laughs) Oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is a bracket 32 and, uh, I'm going to throw these at Rob. Okay. And, uh, we're, we're just going to go from there. Can I ask a question about judging criteria? Yeah. Am I judging it being like? This is a great movie, or am I judging it being like, oh, this really is the movie that represents Christmas? However, you whatever okay. you okay. want, because that's the thing my is, change uh, as it goes. I, I don't. I'm not one of those people that likes like. I I, I don't. It's, when it comes to Christmas time, I don't sit and go like I need to watch one of those like stories of redemption. Like I'm not. No, I, that, but like a lot of people love those Christmas tales. Like uh, I, I, but that's just not like that's not I, you. Yeah, that's not my. I like I like a a good Christmas. Folly. Oh, what does that mean? Like you know, like a, a, a goof and a gag. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I didn't know the like folly. Jokey. Well. Like oh boy. <laughs> like like Shecky Green. I would love a oh, Shecky Green Christmas on the Dupont Network. <laughs> Oddly enough, Dupont Network had been down for twenty five years. But Shecky had a lifelong yeah. contract exactly. with them. Yeah. He still showed up to the studios, which were now an H and R block. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where's the camera? <laughs> Where's the write off? <laughs> Let's get this baby started. I'm ready. All right. So first up, we have Four Christmases going against Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street? It's a classic. That's what I think, too. Although I do like Four Christmases. That's the one where they all go to different houses, right? They all go to the different parents' houses? Yeah. Yeah. Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn and um, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. But it was still Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. So then we have Love Actually mm-hmm. and Die Hard. Now, Die Hard, a lot of people will argue, but it's set at Christmas. Sure. He's going to his wife's Christmas party. Love Actually. Okay. It's so warm. Okay. And it's cool. <laughs> you you grunt. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Okay. So I have, this is one of the first ones up that's represented twice, but I have Grinch, the Jim Carrey version, directed by Ron Howard, up against the classic Rudolph. 
Oh, the Rudolph. Rudolph. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. But not today. <laughs> He's a happy guy today. Okay, so another one is another representation of a, a, a book, but I have Muppet Christmas Carol up against White Christmas. Muppet Christmas Carol. Nice. That's I was White Christmas is sad. Vera Ellen's in it, and she had a sad life. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I'm very glad you chose Muppet Christmas Carol. That's I guess that's like uh, that's I guess a redemption one that I enjoy every year, but it's still it's the a Muppets. brilliant film. Yeah, it's, but it, no, 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 no. It's not still the Muppets. It is the but, Muppets. Oh no, yeah, but they it's, elevate. But it. yeah, but I'm just saying that that goes with my folly. Like that goes with my <laughs> like they give me a goof and a gag. You know, like where I'm not gonna like even watch. I, I'm not gonna sit and watch the Albert Finney Scrooge movie. Is there something wrong if you do? No, there's nothing wrong, but I'm just saying, like, yes, you get the redemption story in Christmas, Muppet Christmas Carol, but I'm still getting the the hee-haw, jokey-joke <laughs> LOLs. Do I, my favorite, what's your favorite Albert Finney movie? Aaron Brockovich. No, no, no. I love Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. What is that? Oh, come on, you've seen that. No, I haven't. I'm yeah, you have. That. It's the, like a, it's a Sidney Lumet film. It's with fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's like one of his uh, I don't greatest performances. You don't remember this movie opening is very iconic. It's literally the movie opens. It's the first shot of the movie is Philip Seymour Hoffman is fucking Marissa Tomei doggy style, butt oh. naked. Wow, that's the beginning of this film. It's a brilliant film. You really never seen it? No. About the two. Okay. No, I've never heard of it. It's really good. Well, maybe we should do a Patreon episode on it. You're a good point. Good point. Folks, go see Before the Devil Knows You're Dead by Sidney Lumet. Don't bring her with the kids and it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Someone's going to get confused listening to this and go, Before oh. the Devil Knows You're Oh, my God. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, God. Doggy style Marissa Tomei. <laughs> now, uh, this next one is, it's not necessarily a, it, on a lot of like lists, but it has Steve Martin, Mixed Nuts. Oh, I do like that movie. Up against a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, this okay. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. If someone was like, Would you rather watch Mixed Nuts or Charlie Brown Christmas? I would always pick Mixed Nuts. Mm-hmm. But for the spirit of Christmas, I really do feel Charlie Brown Christmas has to move forward. Mixed Fair. Nuts. What did you have you ever seen that? No. It's I a, mean, actually I probably have a long time ago. I'm sure I have. The best part of the movie is Madeline Kahn. Yeah. It's a suicide hotline. She gets stuck in an elevator and she's she's sitting there with her toys that she's like supposed to give out to people and she finds she's like just bored in the elevator trying to get help and she pulls out like a, a drum kit that gives a beat and she starts beating on it to get help. She goes, "Hey! Hey! Hey!" <laughs> And she just, and then it like gets like to like a funky beat, and she goes, "Hey, hey, I'm stuck in the elevator on Christmas Day." Well, apparently that scene couldn't beat Vince Giardi trio <laughs> Charlie Brown Christmas. I like because they dance stupid. That's fair. <laughs> they all have polio. <laughs> they dance. Well, the kids unfortunately uh, tend to night through their arms. They can't lift their arms above their head, but. Uh, <laughs> Legs are still pretty good, so let's have him dance. Good legs. <laughs> All right. He's hallucinating. He thinks the beagle's talking again. <laughs> okay, next up we have it's we have nightmares. one that's not necessarily on a lot of Christmas lists, but it takes place at Christmas, and it's a classic. Okay, what is it? Trading Places. Oh, yeah, okay. Up against Nightmare Before Christmas. 
And yeah, oh, this is hard because like Nightmare Before Christmas feels the holiday spirit, but Trading Places is such a brilliant fucking film. Mm-hmm. This is oh god, what 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 am I judging on again? Well, I mean, this is what you think. I mean, I guess, and I almost, I don't know. Like, because here's the thing. I, I liked the criteria that you did for the last one with Mixed Nuts saying you'd rather watch that than Charlie Brown Christmas. But then we still chose Charlie Brown Christmas. But I like the I like where you're going, like, if you had these two options in front of you. What would I watch? What would you watch? Oh, then wait a minute. If that's the case, yeah, I want to go back. Okay, so go uh, back. Put in Mixed Nuts. I'm changing my answer if that's the case. What would I rather watch? Yeah. Yeah, Mixed Nuts over Charlie Brown Christmas. And then I'd rather watch Trading Places over Nightmare Before Christmas. Trading Places is brilliant. Okay, Trading Places. Hello, Mortimer. <laughs> okay, I think, yeah, I think all the rest of them, I think that's on the same. Okay. So I think that we're good there. Okay, so next up, we have a movie about... Someone that our audience is going to learn a lot about in a, in a, a little bit. Mr. Ernest P. Worrell. <laughs> Ernest yes. Saves Christmas. <laughs> yes. Or a Harold and Kumar Christmas. I don't think I've seen Harold and Kumar Christmas. I, don't, I, I haven't seen it either. Is that with Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. What was my first choice? Ernest Saves Christmas or Harold, Harold and Kumar. Because Neil Patrick Harris and that is brilliant. Okay. All right, next up, another one that's not necessarily marketed as a Christmas movie but takes place at Christmas time and it's a classic with Gremlins. Gremlins, I'm just saying. No, like, sorry. I was thinking, uh, the way you were setting it up, like what movie you were going to say. Yeah. People don't really think it's a Christmas movie, but The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, great documentary from 1975. And there's snow. <laughs> and there's snow. Winter. The winter time, you know. I don't know. What colors the armband? I don't know. It's it's uh, well, it's Christmas. Uh, so wait, it's it's what are my choices again? Mixed Gr- nuts and well, no, no, no. planes, trains, no, and automobiles. No, no, right now we're on Gremlins uh-huh. up against the classic cartoon Frosty the Snowman. Oh, Frosty the Snowman. Okay. Frosty. <laughs> I like Frosty because I kind of look like him. <laughs> He's a big fat white guy that doesn't like to wear pants but has a great tie. <laughs> I know who that is. I got a carrot nose too. I got a carrot nose too. Uh, shredding is really fun. <laughs> Gotta blow my nose. <laughs> now this is now this one right here for a first round. Like like I said, I these are just I randomly yes. placed the generator. You generated. generated it. So this is this is a tough one, but it's I, Christmas Vacation up against Scrooge. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Christmas Vacation. But Scrooge, that's the thing. Is that's a great. That's a hard first round out for like on my opinion. Not for hard, me. Oh, you don't like Scrooge? It it doesn't do it for me. I I don't know. I've seen it before, and it just I don't I don't understand the appeal. I of think it. I think that's one of those ones that I grew up watching all the time. Sure. So I think like that's every year I know that I watched Scrooge. So Chris, I think it's Christmas Vacation is that. For oh me. yeah, I grew up watching oh, yeah. that. Christmas Vacation is for for every year after Thanksgiving dinner we put Christmas Vacation on. It, that movie. Best. Is so brilliant. Did, did you? So when I was making this list, Vulture, which is like a yeah. website, they had like the fifty best, and they didn't even put that on the top fifty. That is a mistake. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, no, because that just goes after like doing like a goof and a gag." Chris, and it, but then they put like the Kirk Russell, the Kurt Russell uh, Christmas Chronicles Netflix movie on, on there. 
That's bullshit. Yeah. Christmas Vacation is one of the best. First of all, I think it's one of the best films of the 1980s. But it's also an incredible holiday film. Yeah. That cast is stacked. The cast is just. The bits are like, you remember. <laughs> Shitter's full. Yeah. Oh, it's just so good. Say Grace. She died 30 years no, ago. Oh, no, the best. The, what, my favorite line is when uh, Juliet Lewis goes, he worked really hard on this, Grandpa. And he goes, so do washing machines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of the best. That's a great show. I think that I think that 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 I think that might be my one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. <laughs> Where they look at John, the grandma looks at Johnny Galecki and she's like, "Now, if you're if you can help, you can rub Grandma's bunion. I'll give you a quarter, I'll give you a whole quarter. a whole quarter." And he goes, "A whole quarter, a whole quarter." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Beverly D'Angelo yeah. smoking out in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah. Julia no. Louis Dreyfus is the neighbor. Oh. How? Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margot. So... Well, you know who that guy is. Uh-uh. That's Christopher Guest's brother. Is it really? Yeah. Get out. Yeah, that's Christopher Guest's brother. And if you look at him, they have the it's the same the fucking, facial structure. The kidnapping Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> yeah. The the fucking fact that no, like the, 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 be- the woman goes up and she stands up to do the Pledge of Allegiance. One of the best bits is when uh, Chevy Chase goes in to give uh, Brian Doyle Murray the gift. And he's like, put it there with the rest of them. And <laughs> he puts it down and they're all the exact yes. same shape, yeah. but just different wrapping. Like, exactly <laughs> the same angular shape. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, it really, there's so many. And I think maybe it's like, since I've seen, I, I mean, that movie may make in my top five like seen over and over yeah. films because i just watch it every year and have watched it multiple times a year like i've probably seen that movie more than some indiana jones or star wars films because i've watched it so it is much. A- and it's like every time you laugh every time you're with people it's like the same i know we're still in round one but uh <laughs> but like it's you know you can still notice new things in that movie yes upon like 50th watch and it's still funny oh my god okay so christmas vacation <laughs> sorry scrooged um okay so a christmas story versus bad santa bad santa oh yeah that's the thing is i like christmas story but it's just there, my favorite thing in that movie is something we can't even laugh at anymore no that's fair <laughs> so <laughs> i'll ask after <laughs> i'll tell you it's the end of the movie it's the end of the movie when they go to the chinese restaurant oh yeah do you know that was improvised? They didn't tell the actors that that's how it was going to be sung. And that's why they laugh like Yeah. That. I, I fucking love that that scene. The rest of it, I don't know. Like the sticking of the tongue on the lamppost, that's kind of funny. You know how they did that? Uh-uh. So there was a uh, – the pole had a little hole in it, and they put a vacuum in the pole. So when he put his tongue to it, the vacuum just sucked his tongue. Into oh, it. really? Mm-hmm. The magic of movies. Scott Schwartz. And then he also did porn couple years later no 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 scott schwartz used to run the comic book shop in westlake village really yeah there used to be a a, a trading cards place in westlake village and it was scott schwartz well i think he did that's where too. i met the actor who met who played the rodent oh and dick tracy really which we'll be talking about pretty soon listeners okay, okay. yeah sorry what, what were my choices again well that one bacon was, or eggs it was, uh, <laughs> I'm a okay. little lost. Next next one. Still in round one. Jingle All the Way. Oh, Bad Santa. Sorry, Bad Santa. Yeah, yes. Bad Santa you want. Uh, Jingle All the Way or The Night Before, which is a Seth Rogen, uh, Anthony Mackie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, which if you haven't seen is actually a pretty good one. I have not, so I'm going to go with Jingle All the okay. Way. Okay. I would say that that, that one, uh, my girlfriend likes that one, so we watched it last year, and I was like, oh, this was actually pretty funny. It's a nice little 
It's always nice when you get like a new Christmas movie that you haven't seen or holiday movie that you go, oh, this is okay. That's right. There are other. <laughs> Mine is The Aviator. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, he looks like Santa Claus. I mean, the end, he looks like Santa Claus, and I love an Alan Alda film. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. All right. It's a Wonderful Life oh. against Home Alone. Home Alone, because I hate It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Yeah, with uh, a passion. It's with a passion. Do you know why I don't like it? Have I told you this or no? I feel like you have before, but really quickly. I'd I'm rather sorry. you talk about this than a Lucy biopic. I you learn how to biopic. Say it. Just say biopic. Biopic. Thank you. Biopic is not it. Bi is like you're biopic ta- is not it. You're taking the prefix of bi and you're never mind. Oh I don't want to get into God. this. What do you want me to talk about? No, uh, it's why a wonderful don't you life? like It's a Wonderful Life? I, maybe I'm misreading the movie. You tell me. If I understand the movie correctly, he's like, I hate my life. I want to kill myself. And so the angel shows up, and the angel is like, hey, I'm going to show you what happened if you didn't die. But here's a bunch of sleeping pills. <laughs> uh, I'm Clarence. <laughs> I believe in a person's right to end their life when they want to. <laughs> I'm Clarence Kevorkian. I'm Clarence Kevorkian. <laughs> Uh, 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 well, so I just, I just, I don't need to take him with water. <laughs> Let's, uh, what's his name in the movie? George Bailey? Yeah. George, have you ever talked about euthanasia? <laughs> I, I've never even been to Shanghai. <laughs> no, no, George. Euthanasia is when you as an adult and a free American <laughs> citizen get to, get to choose when you want to leave this world. <laughs> They had to fire the original director. The original director was Fritz Lang, and they finally brought in Frank Capra, who rewrote it at the last second. Movie originally was 10 minutes because he just shot himself on screen. And then they imposed images of rats running around. Nobody knows why. Uh, Frank Capra's like, I think we can save this in editing. <laughs> Ironically, they never had to reshoot any scene with Donna Reed. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Yeah. So anyway, so like, but they tell him like, hey, I'm going to show you what happens if you didn't live. And I think they take him like, his brother dies because he wasn't there to save his brother, and he's like, I want to die still, I don't care. And then like, they take him. Remember the pharmacist that gets in trouble? And he's going to spend his life in jail, but Jimmy Stewart saved him. And then he's like, he goes, well, if that happened, the pharmacist's going to be in jail. I don't care. Then it's like, oh, by the way, Donna Reed's going to wear glasses. What? She's an old man. Yeah, and oh. he's like, that is what turns him around. That's that. Uh, that's my. That's Emily's fa- favorite line. Like we watched it at her parents' house last year, and it was just like the fact. Like she, she, she's, she's an old man. She's dowdy. <laughs> what you mean? She's an a, a, independent woman <laughs> who can do what she wants with a job. <laughs> well, well, Claire, I got. I, I, uh, turn it around, Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> like to. I don't know. So, to, to, but to me, that's like oh that's what I don't like about the movie, which is like, I'm like, what's like he let all these people die and go to jail, but like, God forbid, she doesn't wear lipstick. That like he's like, I can't have that. And also, what does him being around have to do with her being happy? Like, does he fuck her so well? Like that's like I don't know. Well, oh, she she loves my schmeckle. She loves my schmeckle, Claire. Daddy, you say every time a bell rings, the teacher gets his wings. And you know, uh, every time a bell rings, another child dies in the Sudan. <laughs> That's why euthanasia. All right, Clarence. 
Why are you taking up space on this earth when so many are hungry? <laughs> can we just reshoot some of it? Can you make? Can he say something about Lasso the Moon? <laughs> We're losing him. <laughs> it's Lucy's now in charge. Okay, so what I picked? What did I pick? Uh, you picked Planes, Home Trains, Alone. And Automobile. Home Alone. Yes, great and movie. My, I want to show you. I'm wearing my little Nero's pizza hat. Hey, it, keep... That's that's one of the that's a pizza that they get in uh, uh, Home Alone. Were you disappointed when you found out that uh, the gangster movie he's watching is not a real gangster movie? Oh yeah, we, what is it? Winged something? Yeah, yeah. filthy animals. Yeah, I definitely looked it up when I had the ability and forethought of looking things up on the internet. And oh. uh, yeah, and no, no, not not to be, not to be. God, that movie is brilliant. Yeah, fucking Joe Pesci coming off of Goodfellas, <laughs> right? And Did then you, have have you watched? Uh, the movies we love or something like that is on Netflix. They, no, I haven't seen oh it yet. Oh my god. It's they do like ones on they they did ones on like Christmas films yeah. and Home Alone they said that in Joe Pesci's contract like he wouldn't couldn't be on set before 9 a.m. so he could have like nine holes of golf before every day. Fuck yeah, let the man and be they, happy. I mean, it, you you should watch it. It's actually really really good. Like it's a very interesting That's his technique. That's yeah. how he relaxes. Oh, I know. All right, on to the next one. Mickey's Christmas Carol. Up against Elf. 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 Elf is hysterical. Elf is a classic. Elf, I'm going to be honest with you, the first time I saw it, did not like it. Oh, really? I was like, this isn't funny. And then a couple of years later, I watched it again. I was like, this is a really good movie. It's. I really missed the boat on that one. Did you like Will Ferrell when you initially saw it? Yes. Because I know that a lot of people yes. had to, when Elf came out, he wasn't like necessarily in the mainstream's conscious as much as he is now. So I think it was a lot of a, it was an adjustment period for Will Ferrell. Oh, I love but, like, him. Like I've loved him since SNL. So oh, he was brilliant yeah. on SNL. Brilliant. All right. So next up, we have Edward Scissorhands up against the original Grinch. The original Grinch. Okay. Sorry, Edward. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, just gotta put those claws away. All right. Oh, this random generator generated two Christmas movies starring the same person. One Mr. Tim Allen. Oh boy. We got a the Santa Claus original up against Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, Santa Claus. Is Jack Frost on there that got awful Michael Keaton movie? <laughs> it's funny, Rob. That you should say that. Is that really next? Because the last one up in round one. Is really? Is Scrooge, which is the musical version. Oh, okay. Up against Jack Frost, starring Michael Keaton. Can I tell you a Jack Frost story? Yeah. When uh, the movie was in previews. You know when they invite you like to a test screening? At the Jans Marketplace. Yes, at the Jans Marketplace. My dad, my brother, and I went. And they came up before and they are like... Like, so folks, if you don't if you don't know the movie, just I'll give you the plot really quickly. Is Michael Keaton? It's Michael Keaton, right? Yeah. He dies, but he's reincarnated as a snowman, <laughs> and so like it's a CGI snowman with Michael Keaton's voice. It's it's supposed to be heartwarming. Like he comes back to be with his kid. So they come up there and they're like, "Yeah, the movie's about this and da 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 da." It's Michael Keaton, blah blah blah. Uh, they said so uh, because it's a preview. They're like, "It's a rough cut, a little bit." So not everything is in. So the movie's normal until he dies. And then it's literally fucking like blue line grids <laughs> with a top hat on it. 
And like that's where the snowman is. It's not color corrected. The fucking counter's on. It was the it was one of the scariest films I've ever seen in my life. So anyway. I'm here to keep you company, Danny. But I will take Jack Frost. <laughs> oh, Jack Frost. Over I will the take musical. it. Even there's that classic, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's the nicest thing that anybody's done. Oh, wait. Me. That's from that? I think so. It may sound double dutch, but thank you very much. Don't thank you very, very much. Still Jack Frost? Yeah. Okay. All righty. We are into the second round. Bum, bum. bum, bum. All righty. Let's go. Ooh, let's... Let's start from the bottom. Let's let's since we still have Jack Frost on our mind. Okay. Let's it's Jack Frost up against the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Okay, Santa Claus it is. I'm just going to go with my guts on no, this. Oh yeah. Okay, uh Elf against the original Grinch. Elf. Elf. All righty, we're going Elf. Okay, we have Jingle all the way up against Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. Okay, okay. This round is going fast. I'm, I feel pumped. This round is going fast. Okay, we got Christmas Vacation up against Bad Santa. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation it is, folks. Okay, we have Frosty the Snowman up against Harold and Kumar. Christmas. Frosty. Frosty. The snowman is on. Okay, we have mixed nuts up against trading places. Oh, this is my Sophie's choice. Uh-huh. Oh shit, you've stopped me now. Oh god. Which you, uh, so yeah, so we're going now. Trading places. Which, trading trading places. places. This is what you would rather watch. Trading places. Both DVDs. Trading places. And you'd be like, wait, you still have a DVD player? That's weird. <laughs> I just got a VCR player. Uh, oh, switch from beta. Trust me, they're worth having nowadays. Okay. Rudolph up against Muppet Christmas Muppet Carol. Christmas Muppet Carol. Christmas Carol it is. Okay, and then finally, for round two, closing it out, it's Miracle on 34th Street up against Love Actually. Love Actually. Love Actually, actually. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So I'm just, I, I have to go with my gut. I cannot, if I think too long, I'm going to second guess everything. Okay. I'm just going with my gut instinct. Okay, that's fine. Okay, do you want a preview of the eight, the final eight? No. no. Okay. No. Okay, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna mix it up. Okay, so we're what? going Christmas Vacation up against Home Alone. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Okay, so we're gonna go Trading Places up against Frosty the Snowman. Which I'd rather watch. Yeah. Trading Places. Yep. Okay, so we're gonna go Elf against the Santa Claus. <gasps> Ooh, Elf. Yep. Okay, and then finally. Final in third round, Muppet Christmas Carol up against Love Actually. Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. All righty. We are down to the final four. Final four are oh, shit. Muppet Christmas Carol, Trading Places, uh-huh. Christmas Vacation, and Elf. Okay. Final four. All righty. Okay. Let's I feel start good. with. I feel let's so go with fucking good on this. Elf, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. Oh, wait. No. Hold on. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, these should have been Hanukkah films. <laughs> okay. Eight Crazy Nights oh, wait, versus no, Eight Crazy it? Nights. <laughs> okay, so. What happened? You look confused. Ray looks. Ray, Ray. Okay, so it's Elf against Christmas Vacation or <laughs> Trading Places against Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Okay. C- Christmas Vacation or Elf? 
Christmas Vacation. Okay, CV, Christmas Vacation, or Trading Places, Muppet Christmas Carol. Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, so. Oh, no. The final oh, no. two, and I'm not going to lie, Robert, I would say these are probably my two favorite Christmas films of all time. Uh-huh. These are my the my favorite Christmas film made it to the very end. And I have to ask you, yesterday, yeah. when we were talking about this, yeah. you said, I hope my favorite Christmas movie is on the list. Did your Christmas favorite Christmas movie make the list? It did. It did. Okay, good. Okay, good. Is it in this final two? It is. Oh, all right. So I did something right, finally. Okay. Final two, Christmas bracket. Mm. This is one of those things I know. Trust me. Trust me. But, okay, here, let me throw this at you. It might make it easier. It's December 1st, and you have not watched a single Christmas media. There's not been any Christmas. You haven't even seen a Christmas uh, commercial yet. You haven't seen a giant bow on a Lexus. You haven't seen um, a Swiss Miss um, commercial. And someone comes to your apartment and says, Rob, I have these two movies, and I only have an hour and a half to hang out. Which one of these movies do you want to watch? Well, like, do I want to fuck them? Like, No, 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 no. no. Oh. This is a platonic friend. Oh, okay, okay. It's Muppet- not like if I'm bringing it over. <laughs> oh, boy. Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, okay, Muppet Christmas Carol. All right. Robert W. Schneider. Picks a Muppet Christmas Carol. Now, is that your favorite Christmas movie? Is that the one you're talking about? No. What was the one you were talking about? Christmas Vacation. Really? Yeah. I because I Christmas Vacation is great, but Muppet Christmas Carol is brilliant. Yeah. Plus, it's a musical. Plus, Michael Caine's performance Michael in it is Caine fabulous. Is incredible in it. I mean, it just it. That's one of those movies. I just love it. I and the the songs are really good in it. I mean the. Uh, Ghost of Christmas Present. It's a singing of a street corner choir. It's a feeling getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. Is Sam the bald eagle in it too? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's yes, he's the, the beginning, right? Uh, he's Scrooge's uh, schoolmaster. Yes, I love. It. Yeah, <laughs> I love Sam the bald yeah. eagle. Yeah, mine is no. I'm trying to think. Christmas Carol. I think was like the first movie I took my brother to. Okay. So like, there's that nostalgic oh, aspect yeah. of it too. I don't. Christmas Vacation is funny. I'll be honest with you, I could watch Christmas Vacation any time of the year. Yeah. I couldn't do it with Muppet Christmas Carol. That's fair. Have to only do it during the yeah, holidays. Yeah, that's very valid. Yeah, because I even like you know I'm sure we're in our in the yearly vacation uh, binge, the vacation series binge, including the Ed Helms. Uh, Haven't seen that one. Really? No. Yeah, I don't think I don't even think Ed Helms saw. <laughs> Poor Ed uh, Helms. <laughs> I, the, I mean, the first vacation is genius. Yeah. I think European vacation is funny. I, I know European, people yeah. shit on it, but oh, I'm like, no. this is funny. I mean, I think it's I think it's just so funny when he has, the guy keeps having him back up and then go into the fountain. Oh, and he like, steals the so camera. Stupid. Oh, where they knock over Stonehenge. Oh, my God, yeah. What gets me is when they check into the shitty hotel in London and the old lady carries their luggage up the stairs on her back. It's like happening in the background. It's not even like the main part of the scene. It makes me laugh. So, and like, there's only two channels, and like, the one's static and the other's cheese. Yeah. And even Vegas Vacation is great, I think. Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio. And Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Changing a hundred. 
<laughs> he's so good in that movie. Oh, he's so good. Well, okay. So what what would you have picked? Did we line up pretty well on choices? Oh, yeah. I think you and I pretty much were exactly the same. Um, the only problem is with the uh, online bracket that I did. Somehow all the choices got re, uh, re- reused. Reused. So I'm glad that I'm glad hey. it happened on the final four. I'll what, tell what, you that. What, what a great uh, sentiment about Hollywood today that everything's just being reused. Yeah. But uh, I. But these prob- like I said, these are my two favorite same. Christmas films, and so yeah, that I guess it makes sense that you and I would have the same taste in movies but yeah i i totally that is a, a one i get what your point i could watch christmas vacation any time of year yeah. muppet christmas carol is like one of those things that makes me like I, I like watching it in the 20s of december because by that time it's like oh god christmas okay like you have to wrap all that stuff and then that's the thing that like will help me like be like oh yeah that's right i'm supposed to enjoy this time that's really sweet. So, so okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah, All right. I, yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Well, listeners, thanks so much. for Ray, thank you for putting this bracket together. Hey. This is very exciting. Um, so anything else we need to pass on to our lovely listeners, Ray? I should hold acquaintance, be forgotten and all. Adam Sandler, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sandler, thank you so much. Join us next week when Ray does even funnier jokes from 1998. <laughs> uh, and it's a happy new year. And by new year, Ray, it's going to be 2023. So, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> still makes me laugh. <laughs> Is that how he like talks to his babies? Oh, yeah. No, no. He talks to his babies like an old... Like a, oh, hello, baby. Hello, child. Yeah. All right, friends. We wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all, Happy Kwanzaa, Festive Diwali. Diwali. Happy New Year. Uh, and we will see you all next year. But the greatest gift that Ray and I could have received this year was your friendship and your support. So thank you for that. Thanks for being a patron. Thanks for being patronizing. Did I? Is, oh, God. I don't think I did that right, right? Mm-mm.